0: Thank you Unchained, we appreciate that very much. You know, when Isaiah saw the Lord, a holy God, said, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. His response was this, woe is me, for I am undone. I'm a man of unclean lips, I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for mine eyes have seen the Lord. Last week we... We talked about humility. Recognize your inadequacy. Aren't we inadequate? As we think about comparison to God, we are very inadequate. Now, sometimes we like to compare ourselves to others and we think, well, I'm, a, I'm better than he is. I'm better than she is. But that's not to be our comparison. We need to compare ourselves to God, and we are very inadequate. We recognize our inadequacy, humility. We rely on God. That's faith. Without faith, it is impossible. To please God. You can go ahead and go to the next slide if you will. Uh, There's no way that we can be what God wants us to be. Do what God wants us to do. Apart from confidence or reliance on God. And then number three. Resolve to make a difference. Even though. And go ahead and go to the next couple of slides. Even though we are inadequate. We can still make a difference for God. Because of who he is and what he does in and through us. Now, we do need to be involved in prayer. And we talked last week about ACTS. A stood for what? Adoration, C, confession, T, thanksgiving, and S, supplication, depending on God to supply our needs. And and we do need to be praying on a regular basis. In fact, God's Word says pray without ceasing. But we also make a difference through Scripture. I wrote down a couple of phrases that I'm going to read. Number one, the only way I am going to make more of a difference is if I become different. Does that make sense? The only way that I am going to make more of a difference is if I become different. And then the second was this. The only way I am going to become different is through prayer And God's Word. So it's important for us to spend time in prayer. It's important for us to spend time in God's Word. We need to think and look at life differently than we have in the past because we're transformed by the renewing of our minds. If we keep on thinking the way we've always thought, we're going to keep on getting the same results. But if we want to make a significant difference in the world around us as individuals, as a family, as a church, we need to think differently And one way that we do that is by praying and by saturating ourselves in Scripture. So I think it's important for us to evaluate ourselves. Ask ourselves the question, how am I doing in the area of prayer? And number two, how am I doing in the area of Scripture? If you will, take your Bible and turn to Deuteronomy chapter 5. Deuteronomy chapter 5. We're going to look at various verses, and instead of going ahead and Reading, and I'm going to read uh, when, when we look at, at the different verses. Attention is number one. Have you ever had somebody get your attention? I, I would imagine that there have been times that you, as a parent, have had your child trying to speak to you and, and you, you ignore them. Did, has that happened to anybody here? And then, and then they do something like instead of saying, Daddy, they say, Mr. Richardson. And then all of a sudden, you, you listen to them. Uh, we, we need to let God get our attention. Look at verse number 1, Deuteronomy chapter 5. Moses called all Israel and said to them, Hear, O Israel, the statutes and judgments which I speak in your hearing today, that you may learn them and be careful to observe them. In other words, Moses said to the children of Israel, You need to hear you need to listen. You need to pay attention. Uh, this this um, couple days ago, I took a test online. I'm going to take it again. It was for ADHD. Do you all know what that is? I think it's, it's attention deficit hyperactive syndrome. Okay. Well, anyway, basically it's, it's like the little kid that starts in one direction and as he's going, he gets distracted by something. He goes over there and does that for a while and then he goes over there and goes over there and, and eventually he might or might not get to the place where he was wanting to go in, in, in the first place. I say little kid, but do we ever do something like that? My daughter thinks I have ADHD. I don't think I do. So I'm going to take the test again and, and see if, if, I, if I have that malady. But sometimes we just don't pay attention. And it's obvious that sometimes we don't pay attention to God's word. Wouldn't you agree with that? We don't listen. We don't hear. In, in chapter 6, verses 4 through 6, it talks about listening as well. He starts off with the same word here. Look at verse number four. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. In other words, we need to pay attention. The Lord is one. We need to listen to him. We need to love him. And if we love him, then we will keep his commandments. Now how do we pay attention? Well, there there are various ways. I've I've talked about this before. There are five things we need to do if we're going to pay attention to God's Word. Number one, we need to open it. The problem with some of us, we take the Bible home, we, we put it on the shelf, and it's there all week long. We don't open it at all, or we don't open our app, depending on how we read the Bible nowadays. The reality is that sometimes we neglect God's Word, and the we, when we think about God's Word, it's spiritual food. And if we went for a week without eating physical food, we'd probably lose a little bit of weight, but it wouldn't be healthy for us to do that on a regular basis. We need to spend time in God's Word to open it. But also, number two is to read. Number one is open. Say open. Very good. Number two is read. We need to read God's Word. In fact, it says in one of the epistles that we need to read to give attention to the word of God. Number three is found in 2 Timothy 2.15. So what is the word? Study. Study to show yourself or prove to God a workman that does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now studying is sometimes a bad word. We think back to school and we think, I don't want to do that. But studying God's word, though it's sometimes hard work, it is very beneficial. We get into that in just a couple of minutes. But number three is study. What was number one? Open, number two, read, number three, study. Number four would be memorize. You're familiar with Psalm 119, verse number 11. Your word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. How many of you don't want to sin? Don't raise your hand right now. But the reality is if we want to not sin, we need to memorize scripture. Now the response that some of us would have would be what? I can't do that. And, and it, it is hard for some of us to memorize scripture. But the reality is that all of us can memorize some scripture. Now some of you already know this verse, but I'm going to teach you a verse. Are you ready? John 11:35. 35. Jesus wept. John 11:35. 35. I used to have Bible drill when I was coming up. And that's what we would do is we'd, we'd say the scripture, we'd quote the verse, and then we'd say the scripture again. So... Hopefully, y'all can remember that. John eleven thirty 35, what is it? Jesus wept. John eleven thirty five. 35. So you've memorized one verse. Now, you might forget where it is, and that's why review is so important. And we need to make sure that we review the verses that we learn. We can all memorize. Some of us memorize quicker than others. Some of us forget things quicker than others. But all of us can memorize. And if we're serious about not sinning, then we need to hide God's word in our hearts. We need to memorize. So number one was what? O, open, R, read, S, study, M, memorize, and another M, meditate. We need to meditate on God's word. To think about it deeply is what the meaning is. Psalm 1 talks about the blessed man talks about three things he doesn't do but it goes on to say this in verses two and three his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law he meditates every once in a while <clears throat> if if you know the verse you know I quoted it wrong and in, in his law he meditates day and night we need to be meditating on scripture on a regular basis now I when I, when I took the SAT, I just I couldn't be meditating on scripture when I was doing that. I, there's some things that it's hard to really be consciously meditating on scripture. But shouldn't we be thinking back to those verses on a regular verse basis? In, in fact, later on we'll talk about the fact that we keep God's word in front of us so that we can think about it during the course of the day. Meditation is extremely important. So we open, read, study, memorize, meditate. And as a result, God's word makes a difference in our lives so that we can make a difference in the lives of others. Evaluate your attention. Are you giving attention to the word of God? Number two, evaluate your attitude. Let me first of all say that we can be resistant to the Word of God, or we can be receptive to the Word of God. Of course, we need to be receptive. We need to be willing to listen to Him. Some of us are resistant because we don't like the Bible because it tells us we're doing wrong. And we don't like to be told that we're doing wrong. Uh, But resistance is, is a significant problem. There's a resistance to authority in the United States of America today, which I believe is destroying the fabric of our nation. Instead of being resistant to authority, we should be receptive to the authority, especially when it's the authority of God's word. So receptivity is, is very important when it comes to attitude. But look at chapter 5 and verse number 29. Really, this verse has most of the points from this morning in it. 529 says, Oh, that they had such a heart, that would be attitude, in them, that they would fear me, And always keep my commandments that it might be well with them and their children forever. That they they might have such a heart. Ezra 7.10, talking about scripture, it says Ezra prepared his heart. We need to have an attitude of receptivity. We need to have an attitude also of fear that they would fear me. Now that doesn't mean we're scared to death of God. What it means is that we respect him greatly. We respect him, and therefore, we respect what he has to say. Every once in a while in the newspaper or on the internet, there are certain people that are quoted. And when those people are quoted, if they are highly respected, people will listen to what they have to say. In fact, I think there was a commercial a long time ago. Was it E.F. Hutton? When E.F. Hutton speaks... People listen or something like that. Why? Because they respected E.F. Hutton. And some of you are thinking, who in the world was E.F. Hutton? I think he was an investment person. Is that correct? Uh, But anyway, if we respect God, we will listen to him. Therefore, it's important to have an attitude of respect, of fear for him. Fear of the Lord is the continual awareness that God is watching and weighing our every thought, word, action, and attitude. So we need to fear God. We need to be receptive. We need to fear God. And we also need to be diligent. Notice again in verse number 29. They would fear me and always keep my commandments. Now always is hard to do. Is it not? It takes diligence to always keep his commandments. If we think about attitude, we could look at chapter 6 and verse number 17 where Moses says, you shall diligently keep the commandments of the Lord your God, his testimonies and his statutes, which he has commanded you. Diligence is something which, which we sometimes lack because we enjoy comfort. And the comfortable thing to do is just to sometimes sit down on the, on the couch and watch television or just chill out or sit in the easy chair. And when you sit in an easy chair, you go to sleep. It takes diligence to stay awake and study God's Word. But if we really believe that God's Word is valuable, that it is profitable, uh, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable, then we're going to be diligent to spend time in His Word. We need to evaluate our attitude. Are we receptive to Scripture? Are, are we fearing God, respecting Him and therefore listening to what He has to say? Are we diligent in our study of scripture. If we delight in the law of the Lord, Psalm 1, 2, then we will meditate in it day and night. It depends on our attitude. So number one, evaluate your attention. Number two, evaluate your attitude. Number three, evaluate your application. In other words, do we obey God's word? Look at chapter 5, verse number 29 again. It says, oh, that they had a heart in them that they would fear me and always keep All my commandments that it might be well with them. Always keep all my commandments. Have you ever heard that you should never use a superlative? Of course, there's a superlative in there. Here there are two superlatives. Always keep all my commandments. In other words, we need to apply scripture. We need to obey God's word. James 1.22. James said, be not, but be doers of the word And not hearers only deceiving your own selves. Be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving your own self. Sometimes we deceive ourselves. I'm a very spiritual person. I go to church on Sunday morning. Sometimes on Sunday night when they have it. Wednesday night I go to church. I read the Bible. I'm a spiritual person. But sometimes all we're doing is hearing God's word. We're not doing what God's word says. According to Matthew chapter 7, Jesus said, The foolish man... Hears and does not do. The wise man hears and does. We need to make sure that we are applying scripture. So how is our application? Joshua chapter 1. The the next book in, in, in the Bible. Joshua chapter 1 verses 7 and 8. Talk about application. Only be strong and very courageous. That you may observe to do according to all the law. Which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left. So God was talking to to Joshua and he said, Hey, you need to make sure you do it, that you do all of the law. Don't turn from the right hand to the right hand or to the left. Don't let ADHD mess you up. Instead, make sure you obey scripture. He goes on to be repetitive in verse number eight. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. I guess the the question we need to ask ourselves is are we applying God's word? God expects total obedience. As we rightly divide the word of truth we need to do what the word of truth says. We need to obey God's word. And in fact the Great Commission Jesus basically said, make disciples by going, telling people about Jesus Christ, baptizing them and teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. Did Jesus ask for total obedience? He sure did. Now, what we have a tendency to do is to, to say God's patient with me. And so he, he understands. He understands that I mess up. He understands that, that, that I'm not totally obedient, and there is truth to that. God does understand. He's been through the temptation. He never did anything wrong, but he has gone through the temptation, and that's why he says, come boldly before the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. But his expectation is that we obey him. In fact, 1 John 2, 3, a very challenging verse says this. By this, we know that we know him If we keep his commandments. Isn't that a challenging verse? Because there are a lot of people that are going around in this nation today. And in churches to say today. Saying I'm a Christian. I know Jesus. But by this we know that we know him. If we keep his commandments. If we're not keeping his commandments. Then perhaps we should not have assurance of salvation. I'm not talking about sinning every once in a while. I'm talking about living a life of sin constantly, habitually going against God's word, we need to recognize that if we're doing that, then maybe we don't know him like we should. The good news is that when we do sin, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But let's get back to number three. We need to examine or evaluate our application. Are we doing what God wants us to do? Are we obeying his word? Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Now I would recommend something called predetermined obedience. Sometimes what we have a tendency to do is we make up our mind when we're in the situation and when we're in the situation sometimes uh, it is it is um, more we are more apt to disobey than if we make our decision beforehand. So predetermined obedience is determining beforehand that we are going to obey God no matter what the circumstance or situation. Now this is, this is not true for me. But let's say that, that I felt like I should not eat any chocolate chip cookies to, to use the phrase. Would it be better for me to make that decision when I wake up that morning or when I go to bed the night before or would it be better to wait and, and somebody brings me a plate of hot chocolate chip cookies and a cold glass of milk and puts them right in front of me. Should I make the decision beforehand, or should I make the decision when I'm in the midst of temptation? I'd say beforehand. Now, I have to clarify, I am not not eating chocolate chip cookies. That's a double negative, meaning I am eating chocolate chip cookies. And I'm trying to eat fewer, uh, but The reality is we need predetermined obedience. Evaluate your application. When when James says be doers of the word and not hearers only, which are you? Are you a doer or are you a hearer only? Well, so far we've talked about attention. We need to give attention to God's word. We've talked about attitude. We need to make sure that we are receptive, that we respect God. And that we are diligent. Diligent. Number three is application. Being a doer of the word, not just a hearer. Number four is appreciation. Appreciation because the reality is when we obey God's word, God tends to bless. Now, I'm not saying that if we obey God's word, he takes away all our problems. That is not true. But when we obey God, when we are obedient to him then God has a tendency to bless. We see that in verse number 29 again of Deuteronomy chapter 5. Oh, that they had such a heart in them that they would fear me and always keep my commandments, application, that it might be well with them and with their children forever. That's God's blessing. Do you appreciate that? Do you appreciate the way that God has blessed you down through the years as you have obeyed his word? It goes on to look to talk about appreciation in chapter 6 as well. Chapter 6 and verse number 3. Therefore hear, O Israel, and be careful to observe it, that it may be well with you, and that you may multiply greatly as the Lord God of your fathers has promised you, a land flowing with milk and honey. It goes on to talk about God's blessing in verses 10 through 12. Chapter 6, so it shall be when the Lord your God brings you into the land of which he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you large and beautiful cities which you did not build, houses full of all good things which you did not, which you did not fill, hewn out wells which you did not dig, vineyards and olive trees which you did not plant. When you have eaten and are full, then beware, lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the of of bondage. In other words, we don't need to forget God's blessing. Verses 17 through 25 talk about God's blessing as well. We need to diligently keep his commandments, his testimonies, his his statutes and do what is right and good in his sight. And then it says this, that it may be well with you and that you may go in and possess the good land of which the Lord swore to your fathers. To cast out all your enemies from before you as the Lord has spoken. And it goes on to talk about the different blessings that, that God says. Verses 24 and 25. The Lord commanded us to observe all these statutes. To fear the Lord our God for our good always. That he might preserve us alive as it is this day. Then it will be righteousness for us if we're careful to observe all these commandments before the Lord our God, as he commanded us. Notice verse number 24 again. For our good always. Sometimes when people look at the word of God, they think, well, God is up there and he just doesn't want me to have any fun. But the reality is that he wants what is good for us. My mom who's here, and I've said this before, talks on occasion or has talked in the past about about the pleasures of sin for a season. Actually, uh, Hebrews talks about that. But she, she used the illustration of a bonfire. When you're cooking hot dogs and marshmallows um, in front of a bonfire, it's a lot of fun, is it not? But you come back the next day and what do you have? Just a bunch of ashes. And sin is similar to that. When you sin, it's fun. That's what it says in Hebrews chapter 11. At least some sin is fun. But the end result is, is death. The end result is destruction. So, we need to recognize the the importance of obeying because when we obey, God blesses. We've already looked at Joshua chapter 1, verses 7 and 8. And it talks about meditating on God's word, obeying everything in it. And then it says this in the last part of the the two verses, 7 and 8 that you may prosper wherever you go, verse number 7. How many of you want to prosper wherever you go? How many of you are listening? Verse number eight says this, for then you'll make your way prosperous and then you will be, you will have good success. If you want to be prosperous and successful, then you need to obey God's word. Meditate, obey, prosper, M-O-P. Sometimes I have to remember things in, in different ways. Don't we need to memorize or meditate on God's word? Don't we need to obey it? Observe to do according to all that is written therein, then we will prosper and have good success. Again, that does not mean that everything's gonna go great for us. Job was a righteous man. He obeyed God's word, but he, he had a fair amount of suffering, did he not? Doesn't, doesn't mean that we won't go through tough times, but generally speaking, God is gonna bless us when we are obedient to his word. So we need to evaluate our application Make sure that we're doers of the word and evaluate our appreciation. When God blesses us, we need to express our gratitude to him. There's one more. We need to also evaluate. It doesn't start with an A. I just couldn't come up with the one. I checked my thesaurus out. I could use the word articulation. But I figure, how many of you know what articulation means? How many of you don't care? <laughs> so I use the word communication. We need to evaluate our communication of God's word. Look at chapter 6, verses 7 through 10. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 7 through 10. You shall teach your children diligently, or you shall teach them the word of God diligently to your children. Shall so talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, When you lie down, when you rise up, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontless between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. In other words, you need to communicate God's word to other people. That's not just for me. As a pastor, I definitely have that responsibility. I've said before that that when I preach, I don't want to preach my opinion because my opinion is not necessarily very valuable. But I want to preach God's word because I know God's word is profitable. But all of us have the responsibility to communicate God's word. When 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 uh, Moses talked to the children of Israel, he was talking to the children of Israel. he was talking to all of the people. He wasn't just talking to the preachers, so to speak. There's some other verses that that communicate the same thing. Ezra 7:10, Ezra prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and to do it and to teach in Israel statutes and ordinances. In other words, he learned God's word, he applied God's word, and then he communicated God's word to others. Now, he, he was a preacher. 2 Timothy 2.2, Paul said this to Timothy, the things which you've learned from me among many witnesses, the same commit to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. In other words, what we do is we, we learn God's word and then we communicate it to other people who in turn can communicate it to other people. And again, some of you might be saying, well, that, that, that was a preacher as well. Colossians chapter three and verse number 16. We've already looked at it. Colossians 3, 16. It says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. This was written to the church. It wasn't written to a preacher. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Teaching and admonishing one another. We need to communicate God's word with one another. We need to be seeking to, to study God's word together. And learn God's word together. Don't you think it's important? I think it's very important to have a personal quiet time. But it's also very important to get together for worship and Bible study. It's also very important to get together in small groups and learn God's Word together because God's Word is extremely important. So, communication or articulation is very important. All right, we're going to review for just a second. Number one, attention. We need to give attention to God's Word, we need to hear. There are five ways we do that O, open, R, read, S, Study, M, memorize, M, meditate. Are you paying attention to God's word? Number two is attitude. There needs to be receptivity. There needs to be respect and there needs to be diligence. When you think about your attitude toward God's word, is it what it ought to be? Number three, application. Being a doer of the word, not a hearer only. We need to make sure that we are observing to do all that is written therein. Number four, appreciation. God blesses us when we obey, and we need to express our appreciation to him. Number five, communication or articulation. We need to, what we learn from, from others, what we learn from God's word, we need to seek to share that with others. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you agree with me when I say this? I want to make a difference. I do want to make a difference as, as a pastor, as a person, and probably many of you do as well. But in order for me to make a difference, God needs to make a difference in me. And, and the only way that he's going to do that is through prayer and through scripture. I, I guess what we need to do is we need to commit to God that we're going to spend time in prayer and that we're going to spend time in God's word that we're going to evaluate these various things and, and just ask God, God, how am I doing in the area of attention? How am I doing in the area of attitude, application, appreciation, communication? I really want to be what you want me to be and do what you want me to do. I want you, Romans 12, 1 and 2, to transform me by the renewing of my mind so that I can prove what is that good and acceptable, and perfect will of God. God wants to make a difference through you as you think differently because you're praying and because you're spending time in God's Word. One of the first things that God's Word can do is make you wise to salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus, 2 Timothy chapter 2. If you're not sure you're going to heaven, then you need to make sure. You need to to ask yourself a couple questions. Uh, Do I know that I'm a sinner? All of us are. Do I know Jesus died on the cross for me? He certainly did. And have I, by faith, trusted Jesus Christ as my Savior and Lord? If you've not done that, something you need to do today. Come to the altar while while we have the hymn of invitation. Or, uh, if you want to, uh, give me a call during the course of the week. Catch me outside. Catch one of your Sunday school teachers or deacons. Uh, or someone else, and talk to them about your relationship with Jesus Christ. Nothing is more important. And some of you probably need to be baptized. You've trusted Christ as Savior, but you need to to let people know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. But after we've trusted Christ as Savior, we need to want God to work in us to change us and use us as we spend time in prayer. And as we spend time in God's word. Some of you might need to recommit your life to that. Recommit to spending time in God's word and in prayer. We, we're going to sing a song which is pretty familiar. Trust and obey. There's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Isn't that true? Without faith we can't please God. And if we do have faith, faith without works is dead. Are you willing to commit yourself to trust and obey.